Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege uh, to be here tonight with all of you. Um, um, we apologize for any technical difficulties we, we're having, but um, <clears throat> I would um, like to talk about today about prayer. Um, I, I think that it is a critical subject today. It is more important than probably ever um, to um, really focus on prayer uh, given the, the circumstances we're living in today, um, given everything that us, <clears throat> I think this topic is, is, is more than essential, uh, is more than essential today. Um, and um, I have personal uh, experience with this. I've, I've, grown, I've grown to love prayers. I've, I've grown to value prayer. Um, and, and, and I can say that God has led me, it was a process, uh, God has led me through different circumstances in my life um, to really, um, you know, uh, understand the value of it, understand how important it is for me and for every single Christian today. Um, and so I would like to start uh, by reading from Exodus uh, chapter 17, uh, chapter 8 uh, through 13. Um, so if you could follow along, um, we, <clears throat> you probably know the story, but I think it's important to follow along. And um, so uh, verse 8, uh, Then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose man for us to go out fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So it came about when Moses held his hand up, the Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. Then they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it, and Aaron and Hurt supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sunset. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. This is an interesting um, story that we read in the Old Testament. Um, and I think there's a spiritual law that we can draw out of this, right? Um, we see this scenario where um, there's two armies that are fighting, okay? There's a battle going on. And I want us to really think about this. It um, absolutely didn't matter what uh, kind of um, uh, weapons one or the other uh, army had, right? Um, in the physical world, we would say whoever had the best strategy would win. Um, or we would say, um, if one army had more chariots or more horsemen or, um, um, you know, better weapons or more advanced, um, um, you know, uh, more advanced weapons, whatever it was, it absolutely did not matter in that situation. All that, it, all that mattered was Moses standing somewhere on top of the hill where probably nobody could see it, could see him. But... It was a spiritual battle that was happening 
there on top of that mountain. And what was happening in the spiritual had a direct impact on the physical. And if we understand this principle, if we understand that it didn't matter how hard um, the, these, these armies were fighting, what mattered was what was happening on the hill. What was Moses doing? Was he interceding for people or were, were his hands going down? If we really understand that, we will uh, realize that in our life, so many situations first happen in the spiritual. Things happen in the spiritual. When we pray, when we fight the battles in the spiritual world, they will have a direct impact on our physical situation. And uh, that this is the principle that works today just like it did at the time of Moses when, when those two armies were having a battle. But you know, just like, um, uh, just like Moses, um, we go through the times when we get tired. Um, you know, it starts, usually starts like this. Um, we go to a, a good seminar. We go to um, an amazing, um, you know, some, some kind of a big event. Uh, we hear a, a blessed preacher. We, we may be watching him online. And, um, and, and we get inspired. We get, um, you know, lifted out and we say, God, I am going to start praying. I am going to dedicate my mornings to you. I am going to spend more time in your word. And we are honest with God, and we are, we are actually doing it. And we'll get up early in the morning, and we pray, and we feel like we're close with God. And then things happen. Problems come. Uh, situations arise. And then all of a sudden, our prayer life starts slowing down. And we're still doing the right thing. We still go to church. We're still reading our Bible every once in a while. But the prayer is where it starts lacking. Slowly, um, it just kind of starts... Um, you know, dying down, and then it gets to a point where we pray before we go to sleep, and then maybe before we eat, and um, and and we kind of become a little passive. Um, and and the reason why I say that is I have seen this happen in my own life, and um, and what happens at that moment? Um, we think that everything is fine, but what happens is we have absolutely no strength to stand against any kind of an attack from the enemy. We have absolutely no strength to stand against <clears throat> a temptation that's going to come our way. And that is um, where we fall, right? When that situation comes, when that problem comes, we are all of a sudden realizing that we have absolutely no strength to stand against it. It, is, it just knocks us down and we spend all of our energy and all of our effort to just try to overcome this problem. And we waste all of this time, we waste all of our energy to try to overcome this problem when in reality we still can't stand up against it. And I've re realized in my life and I've discovered in the Bible that the key to uh, a victorious life of a Christian is a life of continual praying, of continual prayer. It is not um, kind of a reactive life where the situation comes, I start praying. 
It is a proactive prayer life. When we are praying before the situation comes, we have the strength to overcome when it comes our way. And, and if we look at, at the Bible, and a, and a really good example of that is when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's praying and he really needs help. He, he asks his disciples, please uh, stand with me, pray with me. I need your support. I need your prayer right now. And, and so he, um, he starts praying and then, and then the disciples fall asleep. And then he comes to them and he says these words, um, keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What he said is, pray now so that you don't fall into temptation later. Pray today so that you don't fall into temptation tomorrow. That is the key to a, a victorious Christian life, is, is to have a reserve, is to be close with God, is to pray today um, so that you have strength to stand up against anything that comes your way tomorrow. And what you will realize if you start practicing this is that uh, when this temptation comes, maybe yesterday it would have been a big temptation for you. Maybe yesterday you wouldn't be able to stand up against it. But because you are strong in God, because your priorities are in the right place, because you are close with God, it is not anymore a temptation for you. No longer are you tempted by the same things you were before because you are continually praying because you're continually um, getting close with God. You know, if we look at the life of Jesus, um, we, it, it's, a, again, an amazing example uh, to us. Um, so in Luke chapter 5, 15 through 16, um, uh, it says this, but the news about him was spreading even fast, uh, uh, further, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. You know, um, if we, you know, think about it logically, we, we can say, um, look, Jesus, um, you have a great demand. There's so many people that um, need your help. There's so many people that need healing. There's so many people that need um, to hear from you, to hear an advice, to hear your teaching. They need you. Why don't you spend more time with them? But no, Jesus knew the secret. He would slip away. He would step away from the need of people, and he would pray because he knew that without prayer, nothing would be done. He wouldn't be able to do what he was doing without prayer. And that is key to his ministry. I believe that um, that is where he was drawn his, his strength. That is where he was receiving the revelation that he needed uh, to accomplish everything that his father wanted to, him to accomplish in, in this, um, on, on this earth. And, um, you know, if we look through the Bible, throughout the New Testament, we will see this continuous thought of, of, of um, continual prayer, of continual prayer. Um, you know, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 20 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Um, so I want to make it a little bit 
more practical for us. We, we understand that the prayer is important. We understand that um, it is something that we are, ought to do all the time and be consistent in it. That is the key to our victorious life. But how do we practically do it, right? Because prayer can be work, can be, uh, it can be hard, right? Um, and I'll explain in a little bit why. And um, I want to talk practically about your prayer um, and, and just your everyday prayer, okay? Um, so uh, back about three years ago, maybe two years ago, I'm not exactly sure how long that was, but um, I, I go to a prayer group. Uh, for the last five years, I've been going to this prayer group, and um, we get together, and we have Friday night prayers. They're, they start at 10 p.m., and in the end, and in the end whenever. Um, and so we came, um, all of us, or most of us, came to our youth service. Um, that was um, a few years back. And, um, and we had a, a good service. We had a, a, a lot of good prayers. And there was a prophet of God there, and she saw a vision. And um, the vision um, was a metaphor, and I don't exactly remember all the details, but the meaning of it was this, that a lot of people were standing at the service, and they had no clue what was going on. They, they did not understand what was happening with people. They did not understand what was happening to them. Uh, to a certain degree. And I want to address um, uh, this simple topic of entering into God's presence. And I know to somebody this might be very basic. To somebody it might be like, you know, why, why, why are we talking about this? But to a lot of people, and I know this, to a lot of people it is really important to understand. And I want to talk about, um, first of all, the the, the steps, right? The steps that I myself um, go through and uh, the uh, importance of certain things before we come to God. So what I would like to establish is this. When we come and we pray, um, it is important to seek God's face and not his hand. So that is the first really essential, basic but extremely essential thing to understand is that we can either seek God's hand, right? We want to get something from him. So we come with our list um, of things that we need. Um, I'd like to have a job, a better paying uh, job, and then uh, a, a, a good wife. And here's a list of things. Uh, and then uh, maybe a good husband, um, you know, and, and good looking and, and everything like that. And so we, we have this list that we, that we give God and, and and we would like him to, um, to fulfill it. And that, that's seeking God's hand, right? When we have needs, when we have problems in life, all of that is good. But there's a big difference when we seek his face. When I seek his face, I don't ask him for anything. I am seeking to get into a relationship with him, into a communion with him, to where me and him, I'm seeking to get to know him more. That is the critical part of a prayer that um, allows us to enter into God's presence, okay? And so and, and the, the second part that's really extremely essential is a thirst for God, okay? Is that a desire to get to know him is to get to be close with him, to enter into his presence. Um, if we look at um, Revelation, 
after Jesus addresses the seven churches, uh, there's a passage uh, or, or a quote that he says. Uh, it's in Revelation 22:17. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. You see, uh, Holy Spirit in the New Testament is, um, is likened or um, is, an, uh, is kind of like an example that is given for the Holy Spirit um, is water. It's, it's like you uh, going on, on a really long hike and you're, you've been out and about and you're really thirsty, you're out of water, and then you have that fresh, clean glass of water. And then you take that sip and it's so refreshing. It's so good. And your whole body earns for it. That's exactly um, what um, our desire should be like when we're seeking God. When we come before him, we are seeking his face. And we are desiring. We have that desire in us. And um, where that desire comes from, guys, is from understanding the importance of it. The number one step for you to having that desire is understanding how critical it is for you today to desire God, to be close with Him, to, to be strong in Him, okay? And, um, and, and then when we come before Him um, and we start praying, we have the desire, we, we are seeking His face and we're, we're saying, God, I, I'm not asking for anything. I want to get close to you and I want to um, be refreshed by you. I want to have a relationship with you. Please speak with me, okay? Um, it, it's a desire to hear God's voice in the prayer. And, and when we come, um, I, I, what I do in my prayer life is I also pray in the Spirit. And uh, I pray in tongues. And um, I, I know that there's some um, people that not exactly against it, but there's been some misunderstandings. Uh, but the Bible is clear that we are to pray in tongues. It, it is a gift that, that um, God has given us so that we speak the mysteries of God to God. So that we pray the will of God for our life um, through our own lips. Um, we, a lot of times, don't even know what the will of God is for our life. But when we pray in tongues, we are speaking the will of God. We can also worship God. Um, through tongues, and I so, so I think I find that extremely important, extremely important. I have read a book recently by Dave Roberson about uh, speaking in tongues, and I'd really recommend you guys to read that um, if you have extra time, which you do now. Um, but it talks about um, his journey through his life of um, of learning of speaking, the importance of speaking in tongues. And, and I'll just share a really quick example where um, he quit his job because he had this real great desire for God. He quit his job and he said, I'm going to pray eight hours a day. Just like I was working at work, I'm going to be praying for eight hours a day. And so you can imagine that he quickly ran out of words, of uh, things to say um, within the first hour or so, I would imagine. And so then he just started praying in tongues. He said, I have made my commitment. And so he's like, I wasn't exactly sure whether that was the right thing to do or not, but I started praying in tongues. He says three or four months he was praying and praying and praying. And, um, and he's like, I didn't see any results. And I, I, was, I was really tired 
Um, and then one day he was invited to a service, um, a, a service that was, uh, you know, a lot of Methodist pe people that were uh, gathered together. It was kind of like a seminar. And, and those people don't believe um, in miracles, by the way. And so, and so he's sitting there and he's listening to the preacher and he is extremely bored because the sermon was really boring. And so he, um, and so he looks over to um, his neighbor and it was an elderly woman that was, um, um, that was um, sick and he didn't even know about it. But all of a sudden he sees this um, like, kind of like an x-ray over her head and so he, um, he just gets up in the middle of the, of the service, in the middle of this guy preaching, and he starts praying for her out loud, and he starts proclaiming God's word and healing. And so the, the preacher gets off the stage, and he's going to stop this, and all of a sudden this lady jumps up and starts jumping and screaming that she's completely healed. Her, um, um, her thigh was uh, messed up, and, and she had some major issues in her bones. And, and so... And so, you know, and so it just shows the, and then he goes to explain that it was like him getting charged up with, with God's power, with God's energy, all of this time that he was praying in tongues. And so it is extremely important, guys. And so whether I feel like it or not, whether I um, uh, maybe understand it or not what I'm praying, obviously I'm not understanding what I'm praying, but I pray in the Spirit. I pray in the Spirit, and I see God's face. I concentrate on, on, on Him. I ask for His mercy, for, for, for His forgiveness. And um, it, it could be a period of time. There's a period of waiting the Bible talks about as well. But um, you know it is a definite experience. It is not something that you, can't, you can miss. It's not something that, I wonder if I enter in God's presence today or not. It is something that you know for certain. When you enter into his presence, you are filled with joy. You are filled. Um, all of a sudden, it is easy to pray. It's like you hit some kind of a breakthrough. You go through a wall. And all of a sudden, it's so easy to to pray, and, and it, it varies. It's different every time, but sometimes I just, I just start crying, and it's because of presence of God, okay? And sometimes I just feel joy. I just feel so happy. I'm, I'm like just so extremely happy out of nowhere, okay? And I'm in God's presence, and I realize it, and I, and I can feel that. Other times, I start asking for mercy. I, st I realize how great God is and how small I am, and I need his mercy. Just like Isaiah was just falling on his face, and he's like, God, forgive me. Um, and, so, and so sometimes you feel that way. You've, you, you start asking God for forgiveness, and other times, you just start worshiping God. And I just absolutely love those moments. It's when you're in that river, when you're in God's presence, um, and you, are, and you, are, um, you start worshiping God because it comes out of your spirit. It is the most natural worship. It is the most genuine um, praise of God that I can experience, that I've ever experienced. 
Um, you know, there are times when we praise God when we are in worship and we, we praise God because we understand he's worthy of our praise. We understand that this is what we ought to do, right? But then there are times when we are in prayer, when we are uh, praying and all of a sudden it just flows out of us. It's just coming out of us. It's like a river. And it's a natural reaction to his presence. It's, an, it's a natural thing. I, you can't even stop it. It, it happens as, as when you enter into the uh, maybe cold water or, or really hot water. And then you just scream because it's a reaction. It's, it's kind of, it happens almost uh, naturally, uncontrollably, right? It's a sim- similar thing where we enter into God's presence. And we, um, and, and we feel um, just that refreshment, okay? And what happens in that moment, guys? Uh, this is critical. We, I believe that our mind gets renewed, okay? Just like our mind is renewed through our exposure to media. Um, our mind get, gets brainwashed uh, on subconscious level through everything we see around today, okay? And that's how uh, this world is able to transform people's minds so quickly through media. And they start believing things, um, um, you know, these uh, untraditional marriages and things that, that were even, you know, out of the question before. And you wonder, how did this happen so fast? How were they able to achieve this so fast? It's easy. It's through this um, brainwashing that happens through everything that we watch. And so um, what, I believe that when we are in God's presence, we are, our mind is renewed. Our mind is transformed. We go from glory to glory. Our mind is transformed. I speak from experience. When I get up from a prayer like that, I am so energized. It all of a sudden, everything that I um, was facing before, all the problems, everything that I, I came here before, everything changes. My perspective is completely different. Maybe my situation didn't change. My perspective has changed. I am now optimistic. I know that God is on the throne and nothing is going to um, stand in my way. Everything, um, everything that I'm going through is God's will. Everything that I'm facing, um, I will get through it with God's help. I am renewed, I am refreshed, and I have the strength to overcome anything that comes my way, whether that's temptation, whether that's fear, anxiety over future. Um, in today's world, that is more, more than essential, is to understand that the solution is not um, in, in um, you know, some, you know, how do I explain that? Um, it's not that we uh, brainwash ourselves. It's not that we convince ourselves that things are going to get better, okay? Things may not get better. Um, it is that when you are in God's presence, when you are in God's presence, your mind, mindset is changed. You're, you're a completely different person. You're, uh, you're transformed from the inside. And you have the strength. You have the joy. You have everything you need to go on and live a victorious life. And that is what I wanted to share today is, is the importance of our prayer. We are, um, 
in the times when we have the time, guys. We are in the times when today we have this precious time when we can spend the time, when we can go into our secret room, our little closet, separate ourselves, and start seeking God. Because our soul is made up of, um, it's kind of like this vessel, right? It's kind of like a vessel that um, uh, God's Spirit pours into, okay? And, um, and so once that uh, vessel is filling up, we have enough strength for ourselves. But then something happens. Once this vessel, once we keep praying, once we keep um, uh, praying in the Spirit, this vessel starts overflowing, okay? And this is what I believe Jesus was talking about when he was talking to the woman at the well. And he says, out of the belly of, of a believer will flow these rivers of life, will flow this life out of, out of our belly. And this is exactly what, he, what I believe he was talking about, is when we are filled with, with his presence and then it overflows and it comes out of us. And then, guys, I have experienced this in my life. You have the desire to go and serve other people. You naturally want to help somebody else. You naturally want to lead somebody to God. You naturally want to help people and to understand the importance of prayer. You want people to, uh, to experience what you experience. It happens in prayer and it is amazing. So I want to encourage every single one of you guys to um, take this time that we have right now. It is so, such a good time. To somebody, it might be boring. To somebody, it might be um, absolutely amazing. Is this time when we reevaluate? Re this is what we can do today, guys. When the church is no longer together, um, we can pray. We can stand at our knees and we can intercede. Um, just like Moses was lifting his hands for all the people, the, the, that battle that was going on down below, we can intercede for all the people that are sick today, all the people that are in hospitals, all the people that are dying without God today. We can pray for them. Um, and so I want us to all pray. Um, so please stand and we're going to pray.